Free Talk Live. The phones are open, and of course you can bring up whatever's on your mind. It's up to you. The number is 603-283-6160, or you can just sit there and listen as we talk about stuff that we think is interesting, and I've got a bevy of interesting stories here tonight. We're going to start with the economy, and specifically the difficulties of inflation, which are now at officially record levels for the last 40 years. We'll tell you about that coming up. Plus, uh, of course, I've been continuing to keep an eye on what's happening in Canada with the uh, the Freedom Convoy. There was a press conference yesterday uh, that happened. Now, when they do a press conference with the Freedom Convoy, they actually exclude all the old media, like the mainstream media organizations, the the newspapers, the TV stations. Nice. Only new media are invited to actually come to, you know, independent journalists and bloggers and things like that. A good plan. That they don't seem to lie as much. Exactly. <laughs> uh, they do put the stream out, though. So they, they do a live stream of it. So that way the big media can still watch or report mm-hmm. on that but they can't sit there and ask questions or anything like that which is interesting but they're probably yeah. not reporting on it though i i don't know i haven't seen anything there's been some reporting um on it recently um although you know they they try to make them out as uh as Nazis and mm-hmm. what have you. I wonder if that annoys the Nazis because like the Nazis were forcing people to undergo um experimental medical uh medical uh procedures long before it was cool. <laughs> right. And now the government is cult is appropriating their culture. You know, right. the government is forcing people and and to add insult to injury, they're calling people who oppose what Nazis do Nazis. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'll bet that the Nazis are just pissed. They're mad about this. They've yeah. got to be annoyed about this. Well, you certainly can't find them down at the protest because there's all kinds of people of all shapes, sizes and colors involved in the uh, the Freedom Convoy. It is a diverse uh, group of people from all across uh, Canada and elsewhere. Some some people come up from the United States, and I mean anyone who's saying that they're white supremacists has obviously not gone down to actually speak to these people and to that, actually meet them. That's mm-hmm. why I was wondering: has any old media uh, outlet reported on the press conference? I, I don't seen? know. I mean, I don't follow all the old media closely, so it's it's hard to say. I I think I did see some of them mention that the they were closed out of the press conference. <laughs> uh, but there's updates, of course, coming out of Canada. And one of, there's just a couple of quick bullet points that I thought were worthy of pointing out. When I was watching this press conference, they talked about the fundraiser a lot. They talked about the GoFundMe and how they uh, they reached you know reached ten million dollars in Canadian dollars on the GoFundMe. Then GoFundMe froze the the fundraiser and ultimately canceled the fundraiser mm-hmm. what they didn't uh, or what i didn't learn until i watched this press conference was remember you might have heard that they pulled out like 1.5 million prior to reaching the goal of 10 million so gofundme did make a payout to the the organizers prior mm-hmm. to their goal guess what happened to that 1.5 million huh Stolen? TD Bank stole it. TD Bank put a freeze on their bank account as soon as that money came into the account. So you think, oh, you think, oh, once GoFundMe releases it, it's all yours. No, no, no. They're releasing it to a bank. And then the, the bank, bank has. Yeah. Well, they're not. 
There's a lot of bad banks. TD's probably just as bad as most of them. But They've been the worst to me. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but uh, you know, then you've got to jump through the banker's hoops after that. And apparently they had to like call their attorney, and the attorney had to call the bank, and they had to set up some sort of a trust or something in order for the bank to be okay with releasing the money to this trust or whatever. There's some sort of crazy so, banking hoops that had to be jumped through. But, did they jump through mm-hmm. the hoops and get it? Apparently they did finally mm-hmm. get it, but not you know because it was easy. Mm-hmm. Or anything right. like that. So yeah, first it's GoFund GoFundMe, then it's the banks, and then finally maybe you can get the money that uh, that you earned. But the banks work hand in hand with the Federal Reserve and everything to steal money from people, or whatever they're called in Canada. Oh, you know, yeah. Canadian Bank, uh, Royal Canadian Bank, or something like that. I don't know who. Sure, they steal money are. too. Yeah, well, they they've got their own fiat currency up there. So, I mean, I, I don't know what the inflation rate is like in Canada, but I bet it's pretty bad, too, just like it is here, mm-hmm. uh, which is now 7.5%. The other thing that I saw in the last couple of days out of uh, Toronto, or sorry, not Toronto, Ottawa, uh, the protests going on there. Did you see the video of the police stealing firewood? No. Stealing firewood? Yeah. So we That know- I didn't see. I, I've seen them stealing fuel. Right. We knew they were going after gasoline. Uh, they were targeting people who were walking around the city with gas cans and shaking them down, arresting people with actual gas, apparently. And then, of course, there were a bunch of people walking around with empty or gas cans full of water just to troll the cops. Or all with the same hat and things like that so they couldn't be tracked. Which is pretty entertaining mm-hmm. to watch, you know, the videos. They've literally got, like, little kids walking around with these Jerry gas cans in the streets, <laughs> which Spelled is hilarious. Yeah. And uh, so, but now apparently they're targeting firewood as well. I guess because they just want to freeze these guys out, essentially. Just make it so uncomfortable to be there. Because... And I don't know where this was, but we know they've got like some sort of outskirts facilities where they're they've taken to parking lots and they've set up in parking lots. So there's the protests that are going on right across from Parliament. That's sort of the main uh, area, but then there's also other areas that are on the, again on the outskirts where a bunch of trucks are there and essentially they're just camped out there. Uh, so I don't know if they were targeting something that was sort of internal where it was at the. Uh, the parliament or if it was elsewhere because they they seem to have been picking off on the outskirts more so than targeting uh the uh, the inner portion of the actual protest just because there aren't as many people out there and my understanding is the police were actually required to return the uh the the gasoline or the really? diesel fuel that they stole these trucks run on diesel huh. um and they returned it watered oh my god yeah mm-hmm. So, uh, what'll that do to an engine if you put that? Uh, well, it it'll uh, it'll damage the engine. Yeah. You have to get the uh, the engine fixed. Luckily, the wow. truckers tested it. Apparently, well, I wonder if they can, you know, do anything about that. Because imagine if the cops stole some money from you. It was determined in court. They had to return the money to you, so they ripped it up and gave it to you. That wouldn't be okay. Nope, definitely would no, not be okay. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, hopefully they'll take further legal action, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it just it just indicates how unethical these people are. Absolutely, you know. I mean, they literally they, uh, had a whole squad of cops lined up to take this whoever this guy's uh, firewood was away. So it was like one cop after another, just grabbing pieces of firewood, grabbing pieces. Of, it must have been you know a dozen cops at least. No, 
Uh, bags. By the way, they are up to 8.4 million U.S. dollars raised by over 93,000 contributors on GiveSendGo.com, which apparently they did talk to the the operator, the owner of GiveSendGo.com, and he has said he is not going to be intimidated, that he will keep this uh, this protest fundraiser online. So they've got the backing of the person who's actually, you know, runs this website. So it's still going uh, with 8.4 million. And then, of course, there was the TallyCoin fundraiser as well. Uh, that was the Bitcoin fundraiser. And that, let's get an update here, 15.9 Bitcoins. So they are 76% of the way to their goal of hitting 21 Bitcoins raised for the truckers there How much up is in that Ottawa. In dollars? Uh, I don't know. Bitcoin's, what, 45 thousand dollars today right now so let's say six hundred thousand seven hundred thousand i mean just round round you know giving you a round number nice uh so kudos to them for that we're going to again keep you in the loop as this continues to develop we also i've got scheduled for saturday night we're gonna have a special guest on the line with us i have not yet been able to reach the actual organizers of what's going on in canada but i did reach reed coverdale who is a podcaster he's a libertarian activist he's a new hampshire native and he's a trucker who, yeah and he's a truck driver uh and he's going to come on with us on saturday night to kind of give us you know his perspective on what's going on i want to also talk about the usa trucker convoy that supposedly starts on saturday mm-hmm. now he told me he hadn't heard much about it so he's going to do some research and try to figure out you know if it's real or what's going on with that I've seen footage of one in Alaska. Yeah, I'd heard the Alaskan truck drivers were doing something. Are they going yeah. over to Canada? Uh, no, I think they're I think they're staying within Alaska. Hmm. There's more coming up here. You can share your thoughts with us. 603-283-6160. We'll talk about the bridge blockades, inflation, and more coming up. Talk live. Phones are open. If you want to join the show, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got me, Ian. Me, Bonnie. And nobody. And we've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business and organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide, and you can get it on an exchange over at xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. All you need is an email address to sign up there at xmarkets. They, uh, you know, they actually respect your privacy, which is unusual for a centralized exchange. Uh, over at xmarkets.com, you can uh, deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, trade them for Tether, and then use that Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin investor token. And you can learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org. You can also buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com. That's xmarkets, exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. As we continue here, uh, speaking of around the world, we've been talking a lot about Canada recently. And I mentioned the other night that I had a story about how these Freedom Convoy protests are spreading. And we didn't get to that. So I, I think it's important to cover that. And we'll get into uh, inflation and other things here in moments. But the story coming from the epictimes.com, where Jack Phillips is reporting that following the lead of Canadian truckers in Ottawa, a growing number of trucker-inspired protests are gaining momentum worldwide, with groups forming in the Netherlands, Austria, the United States, the UK, Australia, and New Zealand. 
The Ottawa protest known as Freedom Convoy aims to do away with the Canadian COVID-19 vaccine mandates that affect truckers working between the U.S. and Canada. Oh, by the way, Doug Ford is considering getting rid of mandates. Really? He's the Ontario premier. Good to know. And two of the the provinces up there have already announced that they will be uh, phasing out their mandates. Correct. Uh, Saskatchewan and Alberta, I believe, are the two that have made those announcements. But and those are the most like rural, right? As I understand it, they're kind of like the in-between provinces, basically. Um, but there's, I think that Saskatchewan's supposed to roll theirs back by the end of this month, so it's not going to be next week. But mm-hmm. it's coming, as you said. They're they're working on it now. When they're going to? It's not done until it's done, as far as I'm concerned. Until then, it's right. just politicians making promises. So I think the, hopefully the truckers are going to continue to hang out until it's done. Yeah, they seem to be. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, it's now been two weeks, basically. As of tomorrow, it'll have been two weeks that these guys have occupied the streets there uh, in Ottawa, which is pretty, uh, it's a pretty epic protest, and it continues on. Yeah. Uh, so February 6th, the mayor of Ottawa declared an emergency, a state of emergency, while Quick, police somebody panicked. started making arrests and seizing the truckers' fuel. In New Zealand, truckers reportedly launched a convoy from both the North and South Islands. They're slated to converge at the country's capital, Wellington, according to the New Zealand Herald. One of the truckers, who only calls herself Jess, told the Toronto Star she's attempting to organize a trucker protest in New Zealand, which has some of the strictest COVID-19 restrictions in the world because, quote, her country needed to hear the call to stand up. And I saw footage today, I believe, from, I think it's Canberra in New Zealand, where there's apparently some pretty major anti-lockdown, anti-restriction, COVID-restriction protests going on. I heard some people got, yeah, arrested. Very violently, they wow. pulled a naked woman out of the crowd with a tremendous amount of violence. And, Why was she, she was like already naked? Or? Uh, yeah, I don't think they pulled the clothes off her as, oh. as they pulled her out of the crowd. But yeah, she was there protesting uh, the lockdowns and were not very kind to her as they did that. It was pretty awful. Mm. Mm. She confirmed that after communicating with truckers via social media, the two groups will converge on Wellington in the near future. Brian Brace, the co-organizer of the U.S. protest, told Fox News, referring to vaccine requirements, quote, I think you're starting to see what will become a global movement to end these mandates. It's a violation of your human rights to be mandated to take this vaccine. If you want it, go get it. But being mandated to get it, we're standing up against that. We think it's wrong. And again, that's the U.S. Freedom Convoy, which is expected to start perhaps on Saturday. And where was the guy that quote came from uh his name is brian brace i'm not sure from where he Hmm. was located during the interview with fox news but last week organizers of a u.s freedom convoy criticized facebook after the social media platform removed a page organizing protests against the mandates i look i get that facebook is convenient i understand that a lot of people spend a lot of time there but Please stop organizing things on Facebook because they can literally just pull the rug right out from under you and whatever amount of work and time you've put into cultivating whatever Facebook page or group you're talking about can just be disappeared Mm -hmm. and all of your work is gone. All of the connections that you had are gone and Mm -hmm. that's frustrating. Promoting on Facebook makes sense. Actually putting the... uh 
putting what you're promoting on Facebook makes no sense. Yeah, just tell anyone, if you're interested in, in this, DM me, then DM them all your Telegram group. Yeah, right. Or put tell- up a URL to wherever you're organizing it. Yeah, well, like like you said, I mean, Telegram's a good one because there's no evidence that Telegram has ever interfered with anything except for terrorism groups on Telegram. I've mm-hmm. never heard of any any other kinds of groups being and taken they don't down. call everything terror terrorism like the mainstream right. media does. No, they mm-hmm. actually are going after like ISIS groups and things like that. But that's the only thing you've ever heard about with Telegram. In fact, the uh, some of these trucker protests did get started on on Telegram chat, from what I understand. Hmm. So that's that's one thing to do. And as you point out here, nobody, if you are organizing somewhere else, you just take that link and drop that in on Facebook and say, hey, if you want to help us with trucker, you know, uh, Freedom mm-hmm. Convoy USA, here's where you go. They might and, just take that post down, though. Well, they might, but that's fine, because at least somebody saw it before that happened, unless they've taken the URL and, like, com- completely banned the use of that URL across mm-hmm. their site, which eventually they could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you can just get, like, a forwarding URL or something. There's ways around that, but uh, but don't don't make your home base something that they control, and Facebook is them. Absolutely. Truckers in the United Kingdom. Oh, sorry. The truckers told Fox News they're planning to drive from California to D.C. And I've seen both that plan and a plan to to go to New York City. So we'll see how it ends up shaking out. Truckers in the U.K. are demonstrating or planning to demonstrate against mandates in a Glasgow, Scotland suburb and will drive to Edinburgh, the capital, before heading to London. Organizers told the Scottish Daily Express newspaper Freedom Convoys will also depart in the single, uh, English cities of Manchester, Exeter, Bristol, and Burnmouth, as well as cities in and around Ireland. In the Netherlands, according to the NL Times, dozens of trucks and other vehicles gathered in Leuwarden to protest COVID-19-related mandates and restrictions on January 30th. A video posted by the, quote, Freedom Convoy Netherlands, unquote, showed the group. And uh, elsewhere in Europe... Let's see. Aron Lemmer, a business owner and organizer in Austria, told the outlet, I remember Austria is the place where they are mandating the vaccine by law. And if you don't have it, I think it was sometime this month, you will be facing a jail sentence in Austria if you don't get the vaccine. I just Googled something because I keep being confused about why there would be a trucker protest or any protest against the mandates in England because I thought that they got rid of them, but what I'm seeing is that they expire March 24th in England, so he didn't make it effective immediately. immediately. Okay, and these guys are saying, well, we want it it. sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, The number is 603-283-6160. Phones are open here if you want to join the show. Your thoughts on the freedom protests, the convoys are welcome. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. This is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here. If you want to join the show, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 
323-283-6160. You can bring up anything you want to discuss. We're talking about some of the latest out of not just Ottawa, but the rest of the planet where freedom convoys are striking up or have already started in other places. The story from the Epic Times, which we're pretty much through, uh, but uh, just name some of the locations around the world where other truckers are coming together to drive towards state and national capitals. So it's not just Canada. It's uh, apparently Austria, it's the UK, it's the Netherlands, uh, Australia, and New Zealand. Apparently I got it wrong, and kudos to uh, one of our chatters, I believe on uh, Twitch, GenUser points out, Canberra is in Australia. So apologies, uh, the police violence that we were referring to earlier against a naked woman who was protesting was in Australia. Not apparently. that they haven't all been violent against their citizens in the last few years. Yeah, exactly. New <laughs> Zealand is one of the worst places. Uh, they've definitely been particularly nasty to their people there. There's no doubt about it. No. So that's all going on, uh, and again, we're going to keep you in the loop as more of this U.S. protest develops. It's supposed to kick off as soon as Saturday, starting in California, and then they're expecting to drive across the country for six days and and then finish up in either D.C. or New York City. We'll have Reed Coverdale on on Saturday night's show. I confirmed that with him tonight. He's a freedom-loving trucker who's a New Hampshire native, who, by the way, is moving back to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Nice. Apparently, so I definitely want to talk to him about that because he wasn't you know, from New Hampshire. He left New Hampshire to move to Utah, apparently. So he's been living out there in, I think, like Tuella or Salt Lake or something. Yeah, lots of people think that Utah is like a free... Free state, and after living there for five years, I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. It's not a free state. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm going to Texas where I can live free. And I then- never thought Utah was a free state. <laughs> yeah, or Texas. No. People, people get get that impression about Texas, and it's like, no, they've got a lot of... I mean, they definitely have the right-wing authoritarianism stuff going for them, but I wasn't expecting the left to just say, okay, there's a virus, everyone wear a mask, and then everybody shut down their businesses and churches. And that happened in Utah? No, in Texas. Oh, in like, Texas. I would have never expected Texans to be like, yes, sir, government will not go to church for two years or whatever. Well, according to freedominthe50states.org, which is the Cato Institute, they do an annual study of various freedoms, both economic and personal freedoms. And Utah is actually number 20 in the list, so pretty mm-hmm. mid-pack. Uh, and Texas is number 21, so they're basically you know, pretty much the same mm-hmm. as far as that goes. But when you pull up the personal freedoms list, Texas goes all the way down to number 49 on the personal freedoms, while Utah, surprisingly, at number 28, so stay, stays mid-pack. So Utah has more personal freedoms than, than Texas. For some reason, I used to think, like, I never Googled it or anything. I just believed that Texas had the freest gun laws until I moved to New Hampshire and people like Matt Roach told me that's not true. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have to get, like, a permit or something in Texas, I think. Or did they finally get constitutional carry? They finally got constitutional carry, like, after Uh, I even moved. It was, like, 2021 or something. Yeah. Hmm. But I bet you can't walk into the state house with a gun. I bet you can't, and it's in Austin. Because I know last I heard they were actually searching people who go into the state house in in Texas, whereas here in New Hampshire, you can just waltz right in. Nobody says anything to you. They don't search you. They don't know. 
Yeah, one of the weirdest uh, things that I that I experiences that I had when I w- when I first moved to New Hampshire, I was going into the state house, into the uh, upper area, and they said uh, I had a sign. And they wouldn't let me bring my sign in. They said that could be used as a weapon. I said, "You do realize I've got a three fifty seven on my hip. What makes you think I'm going to use the sign as a weapon?" Wow, that's so silly. Yeah. In um during the secession bill hearing, they weren't letting people bring in signs because they could be used as a weapon, but they could bring in flags with flagpoles. Yeah. yeah. And there was a guy with a uh, Mac ten. Oh, I'm sure there's lots of guys with guns there's there. There's a lot of guys yeah. with guns. Anytime you're in New Hampshire, if you're in a room with other people, there's a good chance you're in the room with multiple other guns. Yeah, I told But Ian, they're scared to death of signs. <laughs> might change someone's mind. Well, that's because information is actually dangerous, right? Yeah, to the, to the state. Um, I was telling Ian that every time I go to a big meeting of any kind, like a concert or anything like that, I get the idea in my brain like the day before, like, Oh, what if there's a mass shooting there? And, yeah. <laughs> and good luck. Yeah, but we went to what was it? Oh, the Libertarian Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what it's called. The convention. Convention. And I, I thought that on the way there, and then while we were sitting there uh, it, at the convention, I was looking around me. I was like, "Wow, there's like five people just right next to me that have guns." So I think we're safe. Yeah. All right, so if you want to join the show, you can. Let's go to Bad Slave. Speaking of New Hampshire, that's where he's calling from. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. Howdy. Hey, what's up? I uh, just listened to uh, uh, one of the doctors, not uh, Moreau, the the one that starts with P. Um, anyway, uh, you know, the, the ones that we're uh, interviewing with uh, Rogan. And, Are you talking about um, Malone? Robert Malone. Malone. The one started with P. Yeah, I don't know. Don't we know don't watch one. his show, so I don't know. Go ahead, though. Yeah. Well, um, anyway, uh, I mean, I, I just listened to to a chunk of it, and it was um, it was just terrible to the 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 kids that ended up getting these uh, vaccinations, um, and. You're talking about like side effects. Hold on. You, COVID when you say vaccines? Ter- when you you talking about side effects of COVID vaccines for kids? Correct. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're up to about forty k, forty thousand dead. Wow. And and you know the injured. You're talking about overall. Just to clarify, forty thousand. You're talking about of all age ranges. Now this is a. Uh, uh, I, you know, I, I can't remember the cutoff, but it was okay. it was the younger people, the, wow. you know, the athletes and and, uh, you know, they and this is according about... to VAERS, the vaccine reporting system. No, no. no. Um, Where are you getting that number? This was better data. This was better data. And huh. um, so from this uh, doctor know, on Joe Rogan. You know, OK, it was, you know, a doctor, you know. Like Robert Malone, that's is of similar, you know, pedigree, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it was a, uh, it, you know, the the fact is is that many of these athletes, and they're particularly vulnerable because they get this inflammation in their hearts, the myocarditis, cardiitis, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Hey, by the way, uh, <laughs> welcome back on the air. Uh, nobody. Thank you Thanks. for getting, getting back. I, I'd, I'd love to hear the, the dialogue that, uh, came about, uh, in that whole discussion of your loosening up on the... They uh, didn't want to have the a discussion. Yeah, that was kind of an interesting aspect of it. Do you want to tell what what level of the story you know, uh, nobody, as far as how um, this happened? Yeah, there was supposed to be a hearing, and at the last minute, the prosecutors said uh, basically that they didn't want to make their argument, and uh, they uh, offered to settle. Yeah, they basically um, agreed to the proposal, which was to allow you back on the show. And yeah. uh, we're still not clear on how that affects whether or not you can be on other radio shows or other television broadcasts or perhaps post to a blog or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah. regardless, you're back on the air. Thanks, Pat Slay, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. And apparently we're allowed to talk outside of the studio, too, which is uh, which is nice as well. So it's Yay. Good yeah. Uh, in fact, we might be going to the Liberty Forum coming up in the next few weeks. So if you're going to the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, which is I'm told is a sold-out event this year, uh, we will look forward to seeing you there. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. You can bring up whatever you want. And the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. So we were just talking at the beginning of the show that, according to a press conference, the truckers were having, the, the supposed organizers, of the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa. According to a press conference they had yesterday, which I was watching as it was streaming live, they said that when they tried to withdraw funds from the uh, GoFundMe early on, so before GoFundMe reached the $10 million goal, they they withdrew like one or $1.5 million early on, and they were allowed to withdraw that. But then when it got into TD Bank... Their bank, by the way, TD is actually a Canadian bank. It stands for Toronto Dominion, so they're based based in Canada. Uh, When it got to TD Bank, TD Bank froze their funding. And then they had to jump through all kinds of hoops, whatever the hell the hoops the bankers put up. Well, I just noticed this breaking news out of uh, Toronto, according to the government's own quote-unquote news, CBC, uh, the cbc.ca. Guess what's happened now? Because remember, they started raising money on Give, Send, Go, which, as I understand it, is an American fundraising platform because they're raising in dollars on this platform instead of uh, Canadian dollars, which is what they were doing on GoFundMe. Guess what's happening? Ontario court freezes access to funds raised on the Give, Send, Go platform. Wow. A superior court of justice has granted a request from the Ontario Don't government. Don't they mean just us? Yes. 
<laughs> from the Ontario <laughs> government to freeze access to millions of dollars donated through online fundraising platform Give, Send, Go to the Truckers Convoy protesting COVID-19 restrictions in Ottawa and at several border crossings. A statement from Premier Doug Ford's office on Thursday. Remember Doug, Doug Ford? He's the brother of the crack-smoking mayor of Toronto? Yes. <laughs> wow. Uh, on Tuesday or Thursday said Attorney General Doug Downey uh, brought the application for the order under Section 490.8 of the Criminal Code to prohibit anyone from distributing donations made through the websites Freedom Convoy 2022 and Adopt a Trucker campaign pages. So apparently, I I don't know if this order is against the actual like truckers themselves or if it's against Give, Send, Go, but they are frozen somehow. Ivana... Which is weird because I Googled it and I found out they're a Boston-based business. Yeah, I figured they were based in the United States. Uh, But they could very easily put the crackdown on any Canadian bank that would be receiving a wire transfer, for instance, from Give, Send, Go. Ivana Yelich, spokesperson for the Premier, said the order, quote, binds any and all parties with possession or control over these donations. Unquote. Convoy organizers quickly set up the campaign on Christian fundraising site Give, Send, Go after donors initially raised more than $10 million through GoFundMe. And then they go and they tell you about what happened with GoFundMe. Uh, and Go fraud me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. What else do we need to know here? And as on Thursday, representatives on the Ontario government declined a third invitation to participate in trilateral talks to deal with ongoing vaccine or anti-vaccine mandate protests according to CBC News. So, weird. I wonder why they... Did they decline an invitation from the truckers? It's not clear who the trilateral talks are involving. This says in 2021, I mean, it's related, I think. In 2021, PayPal cut ties with Give, Send, Go when they were raising money for the January 6th people oh. who were put in jail. Interesting. So they can't even work with mm. PayPal. Well, what I su- um, had suspected about Give, Send, Go was that even if the Give, Send, Go company is in favor of this this particular fundraiser, and according to what I've read, the CEO of it is absolutely in favor of it, uh, of keeping it on his website, that doesn't mean that their banking partners won't cut them off. That doesn't mean that the you know whoever it is that's that's doing these credit card charges for them isn't going to put the hammer down on them. Now that's not what has happened so far, but essentially the government goons in Canada are saying if you touch this money, it sounds like the injunction is against the truckers themselves. So the the organizers, mm-hmm. the people who are who are behind the fundraiser, not give send go, but mm-hmm. the people who created the fundraiser, saying if you send any of this money into your Canadian bank accounts, or if you touch this money in any way, you'll be in violation of a court order, which would be a contempt of court, criminal contempt of court, and you could be thrown, I mean, I presume that exists in Canada, you could be thrown in prison for that. It said it binds them, which is just another term the government uses that reminds me of religion. Yeah, it's magical sounding. uh, It sounds magical because, Mm -hmm. um, what are they called, people who cast demons out? Mm -hmm. What are they called? Uh, exorcists. exorcists they use that word they say i bind you demon right. and send you to hell <laughs> mm-hmm. except the demons in this case are actually the government people 
not the truckers. So that's the latest. So they got 8.5 or 8.4 million U.S. dollars sitting in this Give, Send, Go fundraiser, which is probably close to 10 million Canadian, uh, sitting in this fundraiser. And now, according to the government goons, they can't even touch it. Wow. Which means that Bitcoin... Cryptocurrency. Lucky they've got the crypto. Yeah, Bitcoin is the answer here, folks. They actually had a really long segment of their press conference yesterday. They brought in a Bitcoin, like a guy with a Bitcoin T-shirt on, and and he went and he explained, you know, how Bitcoin, uh, you know, allows you to raise money without having to ask anyone's permission, and that there's no one that stands in the way of it. Of course, there is the one problem of turning the Bitcoin into cash. Because unfortunately, at this time, you usually can't go to most businesses and spend Bitcoin. So even though they can, they cannot be stopped raising the Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. They cannot be stopped from distributing the Bitcoin. But getting that Bitcoin over that hump of conversion into fiat money, the government gangs are making that harder and harder than ever by cracking down on exchanges all around the the uh, the United States and I presume Canada as well. So while it's still possible and legal like the government hasn't tried to crack down that hard i think that i would uh suggest to our listeners anytime you uh, frequent a store or a gas station or anything like that just ask the person in there as long as they're like an owner or manager or something do you do you guys accept crypto oh i'd love to spend crypto here i won't discriminate i ask anybody that question uh you know i don't care if they're just the regular cashier because there's a chance that the manager is going to be an earshot Mm. or there's a chance that they'll see them later on and they might just say like hey somebody asked this yeah or later (laughs) on after they get get off work they might talk to the manager then and say hey you know somebody asked me about bitcoin today or whatever you never know if you're like the second person that's come up and asked the manager might be like Hmm, this is interesting. Here's the other thing uh, about this Bitcoin fundraiser and why it is, in my opinion, still the better idea. Even though there's a challenge of getting the Bitcoin turned into Canadian dollars or U.S. dollars or whatever it is you're going to turn it into, it's still going to be harder for them to detect that. Because if each Mm. trucker, so let's say there's, you know, 100 truckers that are going to receive this 16 Bitcoin that they have raised so far. Let's say there's a hundred uh, truckers. So you know, then they're getting a, they're all getting a fraction of a bitcoin, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know less than let's say probably right now bitcoin's forty five thousand dollars per coin. So they're going to get less than that, and then they can hook up their bank account to whatever bitcoin exchange or whatever methods. I don't know what are the the ones that operate in in Canada, but surely there are a few different options. And they, it won't all be coming through one portal. They're not. There's not mm. one guy who's saying, "All right, I got to cash out sixteen whole bitcoins." No, it's going to be a hundred guys that are going to try to cash out a fraction of a bitcoin each. And so mm. there may be some level of scrutiny on them, but it won't be the level it would be if one guy says, "Okay, I need." half a million you know canadian dollars today that's going to set off some uh some red flags at the exchange they're going to say okay who is this guy all right we need to know more know your customer information where'd you get the the funds oh you're a trucker are you oh okay you're one of these okay well we heard about you and we're gonna have to check with our government friends first to see if we can give you this money so the fact that there's going to be a hundred people or maybe more that are going to be divvying these bitcoins up means it's just going to be that much harder for the system to detect that activity. 
And so this is still the best way for these people to raise funds. If you haven't taken the time to learn about Bitcoin yet, get over to Bitcoin.com. That's where you can click Get Started at the top of the page, whether you're a truck driver or you're just a supporter and you want to learn about how to contribute to this fundraiser. Again, I'm going to link to it again. We linked it a couple of days ago on our social media platform, but I'll link it again here so that we can find out um, how to, to give to this. But if you want to learn about how Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash and other cryptocurrencies work, get over to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started at the top of the page and dig into some of the introductory materials there. And I was about to say, that, that way you can trust that your money goes where you want it to go. But really, it's even better than that because it's trustless. You can verify that it goes where you want it to go. Absolutely. There's more coming up here. You can share your thoughts. Hour two is next. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today, video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open. You can join the show. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. In the studio here tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And nobody. We're talking about the good news and the bad news coming out of Ottawa, where the trucker convoy, the Freedom Convoy, is now it's about ready to cross into its second full week. Uh, as of Friday and Saturday, it'll have been two whole weeks that the protest has been ongoing with uh, truck drivers parked up all around the parliament area in Ottawa, which is the capital of Canada. Uh, apparently, there's also truckers in other countries that are emulating this. There may be a USA trucker convoy starting up as soon as Saturday, and we are going to continue, of course, to uh, to cover this. But one of the more interesting aspects, besides what's going on on the street level, where it's basically an ongoing party, they've got like bounce houses for the kids, they got people cooking, uh, they got people coming in with donations. Where are they putting the bounce houses? Just like right in, in the street. Oh, in the street. Yeah, just right in the street. They've ta- they've literally taken over. You remember the autonomous zone, quote unquote, mm-hmm. from Seattle a couple of years ago? It wasn't in Portland. Whatever, Portland, Seattle. I, know, basically I, I don't really same. know the difference. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> Seattle, Washington, Portland, Oregon. Correct. Uh, but the autonomous zone was, you know, kind of like this, where they took over the streets. And the government really couldn't do anything about it because there was such a large number of people. And the same exact thing has happened here, except not from the left, but more of, uh, I don't know if you want to call it right wing or what, but uh, it definitely doesn't have the same feel. I would feel. say centrist because it seems to have left and right wing 
uh, elements. Yeah, this one certainly seems to be kind of like the family-friendly uh, variant of it. People are out there. It's not as serious as far as the the occupiers are concerned. They're having fun. They're throwing dance parties. Uh, they're, there they're, isn't a warlord. Yeah, there's not a, a, a media-appointed warlord who's running guns in and out of the, uh, the, the protest, at least not that we're aware of. Hmm. Um, but uh, it's interesting watching this. Uh, the footage, by the way, is still coming out of a channel called Auto Walks. He's streaming live right now. His truckers are still there. The signage is still there. There's pe- still a bunch of people in the streets. And uh, again, we're approaching the second weekend. Uh, I guess this will be the, technically the third weekend because the first this started on a weekend, basically. It started two Saturdays ago, and then it went through mm-hmm. another weekend. So this will be the third weekend uh and again people coming up from all over the place to visit and to come out looks like somebody's got porta potties out there so we were wondering about that how are they handling uh people who have to go so somebody did think ahead and and they brought some porta potties out so that's a good thing a good plan but so the good news again is that there's they're staying the good news is these drivers are dedicated they are willing to take the risk of staying there and getting, you know, potential criminal charges. They're now uh, the the crackdown has begun as of this week. Uh, earlier this week, I think it was Sunday, the mayor of the city announced a uh, state of emergency, so called, and mm. then of course they used that as the excuse to go around and start confiscating gas canisters from people uh, to try to prohibit. They actually announced that anyone who is caught bringing in quote unquote material support to the drivers is subject to being arrested so people who are bringing in gas uh, people who are bringing in food people who are apparently bringing in fire uh, firewood there were cops confiscating firewood yesterday in uh, in ottawa wow so and it's amazing that this is a legal um protest you know they do have a right to protest in they canada do. supposedly but that won't stop the pigs from trying to put you in prison nope and um, they said they've got like 64 different investigations going on simultaneously with the ottawa police department well, investigating the the truckers i'm sure they no. have even worse laws that let them do whatever they want during a emergency Sure. Yeah, oh, state yeah. of emergency makes it so whatever constitutional protections there might be is completely wiped out. And steal from people now. Yeah. So that's kind of a summary of where we're at. And now they know, the government gang knows how to cut off funding. They run the banks. They All they have to do is go to the banks and say, hey, look, this person, this person, this person. You are not allowed to allow them any access to any outside uh, deposits. That you just shut their accounts down, freeze them out, and that's what they're doing now with the give, give send, go. The uh, the folks here behind the protests, they thought they had had a, a runaround. They thought they'd had a, a, a rather a workaround to the whole uh, GoFundMe problem, where GoFundMe froze their account after they raised ten million Canadian. They thought they were going to go with an alternative, and they did. And the alternative supported them, but now the government gang has issued a, a uh, an order saying that uh, the funds are to be frozen from Give, Send, Go. So the 10, they've, they've raised 8.4 million U.S., and I did the calculations around the conversion. It is over 10 million Canadian. So they have, they have raised as much money on Give, Send, Go in, again, less than a week as they did on the GoFundMe site. But once again, they are being told they cannot access their funds. And so cryptocurrency is the answer here. It is the only answer to this situation the it is banks, pretty funny 
the banks mm. are it's not funny it's sad but no it, it's it's funny that i don't know not funny like laughing funny but it's interesting that this is uh proven that Yes, and that is one of the benefits of these crackdowns is it is a wake-up call for people out there who think that they're going to be able to fund an uprising, a peaceful one, by the way, that they're going to be able to fund a protest movement through the old means. It is not possible. If you, if they have, If you have their attention, they are going to do everything they can to stop you within their means. And one thing, the one thing that is not within their means is to control cryptocurrency. Yeah. They cannot do anything about that. And yeah. I've And interestingly enough, if you compare this to the Black Lives Matter and I support Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. I don't support the burning down of cities. Correct. But um you know, they were burning things down and yet they were able to apparently the people running Black Lives Matter were hmm. taking money out and buying, get buying out. houses. Yeah, buying mansions. That's a good point. They didn't get frozen out of the financial system. No, because they were supported by the political elite. That's a good point. And they're pro-government, ultimately. They're not against... They might be against the current status quo, but they want yeah. the, the state uh, to exist. And I'm sure there are people that want the state to exist in Toronto or rather uh, Ottawa. But mm-hmm. that's why I think this is, I didn't really mean that it was funny, but I'm just kind of happy to see that um, this has been s- something that has come out of this just because it's a lot of conservatives, at least in America, that are behind the truckers and they need to understand, like, listen, look, the you need to, you can either back the blue or you can back the truckers. Not both. And not both. And also that you right the blue are the ones that are coming and taking these truckers gas you Mm. can either be for cryptocurrency or against the truckers yep because a lot of conservatives they think oh well what if the vaccine isn't the mark of the beast what if it's bitcoin just because (laughs) (laughs) i don't know yeah wake up bitcoin and cryptocurrency equals freedom it is something the government cannot touch. They cannot do anything about it. And boy, does it piss them off. That's why they raided our studio uh, almost a year ago. And your home, nobody, and the homes of some of our friends and uh, and co-hosts here. So they're very serious about going after cryptocurrency. But they cannot stop it because it is permissionless. And what that means is, is you don't have to go and sit in front of some banker for an hour, show your ID, fill out a bunch of forms, wait... Wait some more, and then wait because they didn't Get set your... Get judged and questioned and pried. Yep. And then, mm-hmm. then you got to you know wait some more and call customer service because they didn't open your online account. Oh, and your online account didn't have the features activated that it should have, so Are now you, you got to sure wait some more time. Are you sure you're not being frauded when you're just trying to spend your own money? Yeah. Just ridiculous. What are you doing? Yeah. Trying to buy a house? None of your hmm. business. So that's pretty much the status of where we're at with uh, the Toronto, or rather, I keep saying Toronto... Uh, with the Ottawa. Uh, the Ottawa situation, but there has been there actually is a story out of Toronto here, and that is that the uh, from the AP, the Biden administration is now urging Justin Trudeau's government gang to use its federal powers to end the truck blockade by Canadians who are protesting the COVID restrictions as the bumper-to-bumper demonstration forced auto plants on both sides of the U.S. and Canadian border to shut down or scale back production. So remember we talked about how they're locking down the bridges Mm -hmm. between, say, Detroit and Windsor. Uh, yep. In Ontario and the other Ambassador places. Bridge, which is the one I used to cross when I wanted to go to the Canadian titty bars. We're going to talk <laughs> a little bit more about that coming up here in moments. The number 603-283-6160. You can join us.
Talk Live. And you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about the solution to centralized banking, freezing, and government gangs freezing fundraising efforts like the Give, Send, Go fundraiser, which has raised over $10 million in Canadian dollars worth of uh, of money so far in just Wait, the last several the days. The Gibson Go one raised ten million in Canadian dollars. Yeah, it's oh. at eight point four or eight point five million U.S., which is over ten million. I Canadian. guess I misheard that earlier when you said that. I thought you said a, a million because I knew no, the, no. I knew the Bitcoin other one, fundraiser is no, not the, quite to a million. I knew that the GoFundMe raised ten million, 10 million Canadian dollars. dollars so. Correct. That mm-hmm. was ten million Canadian. But I didn't know Give Send Go did already. Too. They sure did, because uh, there's a tremendous level of support for these uh, Freedom Convoy truckers. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the government is stepping in the way, saying, "No, no, you can't do that." So we're talking about the cryptocurrency aspect of this. We want to come back around to it, but I also, mean, sorry, the the first time that GoFundMe raised ten million dollars. They froze it. And then it's just even more clear that people are consensually wanting to give this money to uh, the truckers when they do it all over again the next week yep. it, with a new platform and still, oh, it has to be frozen. There, This is uh, can't be can't This be is done. the proceeds of crime. We can't <laughs> yeah. allow this. Voluntary, that's clearly the voluntary. The crime of dissenting against your government. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they applied for the uh, the freeze out based on some sort of statute in Canada that basically says, you know, if it is going to somehow assist a criminal act or whatever, then they can uh, can freeze this. And so, because they've written some tickets, I don't see you know, how protesting is a criminal act. Well, technically, protesting isn't a criminal act, but they're going to say, oh, well, we've arrested people for blah 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 violating this uh, judge's order. We've uh, we've ticketed hundreds of people for violations of the traffic code so therefore this is a criminal protest therefore mm-hmm. funds are frozen you know i was thinking and the tickets don't have to be valid that's right because mm-hmm. all they have to do is buy themselves time hmm. i was thinking it might be better for the truckers in america to go to all the capitals including um the alberta yeah isn't it Al- or sorry not alberta um that's albany Canada. albany yeah. instead of going to new york city because what kind of impact is it mm. really going to have in a city of millions and millions of people instead of albany is a lot smaller that's a good point there's a lot more cops in new york city than there are in albany oh yeah and also that's where the government actually meets and right. also the streets seem kind of crappy there like not like uh, like potholes but like it's just a so crappy thin city and uh it's it feels like you're gonna run into the walls in some places in albany like yeah the, it would definitely be much a, it, it would seem like a lot larger of a protest if they occupied albany you're, a you're bigger right about impact, that i think uh, somebody should put you in charge of this USA <laughs> trucker uh, protest thing. Come so, on, truckers, listen so, to me. <laughs> so, um, Edwin Lundstrom in our YouTube chat says is asking us to chime in on the cryptocurrency death issue, mm-hmm. and I guess what he's referring to is what happens when you die. Because I think they were talking about that earlier tonight in the case of if you have cryptocurrency. It's just like anything else. You need to have a plan for when you die. You need to have a will. It's personal responsibility. Right? Yeah, that's that's the short answer. The kind of more technical answer to that question without going too deep is presuming you trust your kids and you don't have like, you know, a crackhead son or something like that who's going to you know, yeah, empty your <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get some free crack pipes and go empty your bank account uh, oh, yeah. you know, or empty your crypto accounts. As long as your kids are trustworthy, 
you can give them your keys. You can give them your cryptocurrency keys. If not, then things get kind of iffy because like, and and there may be some sort of solution out there that's been come up with for this. Uh, maybe there's something I don't know about, and that would actually be something I'm interested in hearing about. Is what are the the death solutions for distributing cryptocurrency? Because you know, maybe you trust your lawyer. Maybe you don't. I was about to say, you know? um, it would probably be easier to find like a legal sol- or like a lawyer solution if the government wasn't getting in the way of cryptocurrency still or trying to. Well, but the America. thing is, then you still have to trust the lawyer not to empty your crypto account, right? Because if you give somebody no, you a could keys- split the words between two lawyers. You could. That would be uh, that's one way. That would be one one thing that would make it much harder. I mean, it's visible that somebody stole it, so if a, if your lawyer is the only one with the keys and you, you know die, your family will know exactly what happened. True. That's true. And, and then wonder, they're going to lose their credibility just stealing people's Bitcoin. It would be interesting to hear if people have already dealt with this. Like, what are some of the stories from how did hmm. this get handled? How were uh, coins passed down? Uh, obviously, you can take the the keys to the crypto which in most cases are like a dozen or 24 words that you write down when you first create the crypto wallet you're suggesting nobody split it up maybe split it between two lawyers or split it up among your kids i think or, most people can trust their kids i it, don't think most people I hope have so. all I mean, crack some kids. families have fighting kids though right like they they don't like each other they're mm-hmm. fighting with one another they're fighting over the estate mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. there might be another potential to where you could write the words down and seal it in some way and then have the lawyer hold that that way the, the attorney doesn't even know what they have but they know that on you know on your death that that file is to be given to your heirs so that might be another option and there's also, of course, multi-signature wallets, which may also be another way to play this, wherein you could give, uh, you create a multi-signature Bitcoin wallet. What that means is normal, a normal Bitcoin wallet just requires the owner to authorize a transaction. So mm-hmm. the one person holds the key, they authorize the transaction, it's done. A multi-signature wallet is kind of like those, you know, like those movies, you remember the heist movies where they go to a bank vault and somebody's got to turn the key at the same time as somebody on the other side of the room has to turn another key and then the bank vault opens? No. you never seen that before? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's like a, it basically requires more than one person to get into the, the, the in this case, the bank vault or mm-hmm. whatever. That, that's, that can be done with a Bitcoin wallet where you can require... More than one person has to authorize, so they both have two different sets of two different keys. But in order to release the Bitcoin, both of those keys, or three keys, or four keys, or however many you want to set it up for, have to be utilized in order to make that happen. Now, the problem there is if you are in the same airplane with your son and the airplane goes down and then you wanted to leave your bitcoin to both your son and your daughter and you set up a multi-signature wallet then your daughter's not going to get into it because mm. your son just died at the same time as you mm. so yeah <laughs> there's some some circumstances in which the multi-sig thing might not work either so there's no real yeah. perfect answer to this question from what i can tell I mean, I've never heard of a huge problem of lawyers stealing people's regular money. Well, it happens once in a while. It yeah. happened to Stormy mm-hmm. Daniels, apparently. Oh, yeah, it does the happen. The porn star? Yeah, the one who, uh, her lawyer, when she sued Trump, apparently jacked some of her money and he's wow. in prison for it now. Wow. But, you know, they caught him and put him in prisons. So. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I mean, just just after what we were just kind of spouting off about, my my personal favorite of those options is to 
secure some uh, some crypto backup words by somebody who doesn't know that they have them, but it's still trustworthy to deliver. You know, seal an envelope, make sure that it's like, all right, this you got to give it to my kids. And then inside the envelope is the instructions on what the words mean, right? You just want, don't want to give somebody a dozen words, and if they don't know what that is... Then Maybe just have like, at least one good this? kid. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, too. But then again, you can't <laughs> trust the good kid to to agree with the other kids if you're trying to split up the money. So Then I have a favorite kid. Your thoughts? Johnny B. Good says lawyers should not be trusted. So, yeah, that's another fair warning. More coming up. I've been told no in many different ways. I give you an order and you're going to obey it. Who told you you can go this way? You can do that and you have to leave here. You cannot bring Simon to the rally. Walk with me. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm comfortable me. here, actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, hey. 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 have a funny way of telling people no. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. You can order your copy of the Director's Cut DVD now at victimlesscrimespree.com. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here at the number 603-283-6160. That's 603 603- Two eight three six one six zero in the studio tonight. It's Ian. It's Bonnie. And nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. Don't forget, you can help out some people in extreme poverty in Kenya right now by going to give.freetalklive.com and giving some money to give directly. They will, and by the way, they do take cryptocurrency to give directly, but they will accept uh, your contributions to help out. People that are in extreme poverty, they give cash directly to these people or the equivalent of cash. In the case in Africa, uh, phone minutes are basically like cash. It makes it easy for people to send money back and forth over there, and that's what they do. They find people to give that money to, and they give it to them, and it helps them get employment, nutrition, health, and education. They've given over $400 million worth of funds to over a million people in just the last decade. Give Directly is doing some good work, and we're backing you up by doubling your contribution. We're going to match your contribution up to $30,000 in total. Go to give.freetalklive.com. That's give.freetalklive.com. And when does that end? I have no idea. Hmm. I mean, you can always give to give directly. They're going to be around whether you know we're promoting their URL or not. So. I was just wondering, it might be like some people might want to if we're going to back them, but they might need to wait a few weeks before they have the money to give or something. I don't know. I was just wondering. Mm, yeah. I, just I, noticed we didn't I say. think that the promotional period was supposed to be through the holidays, but we got it extended or mm. whatever, and we're at about ten percent of our goal right now. So uh, nice. we could use you know a little bit more support. But hey, any any so little glad that people gave. Yeah, any amount counts, and so thank you to you know you got to shoot for the moon if you want to get over the fence, that kind of thing. So head over to give.freetalklive.com. Uh, of course, a lot of people giving to the truck drivers and the protests out there in Canada. We were talking about the bridges that have been blocked, and you used to live nobody near. The Windsor, Ontario Ambassador Bridge, which is one of the bridges, I believe there's multiple bridges, that uh, truckers are occupying the, I think it's the Canadian side 
of this particular bridge. And uh, for the fourth straight day, according to the Associated Press, scores of truckers, scores or dozens, as I understand it, taking part in what they dubbed the... score is 20. Oh, is it 20? Mm. Yep. Uh, So scores would be a lot of dozens in that case. Uh, Block the Ambassador Bridge, disrupting the flow of auto parts and other products between the two countries. White House said Homeland Security, the White House Homeland Security Secretary and Transportation Secretary spoke with their Canadian counterparts and urged them to help resolve the standoff. And also the governor of Michigan, the lady that almost got kidnapped, she was like calling on the government. She never really came close to getting kidnapped, (laughs) considering that everybody in on that plot was FBI. Yeah. (laughs) The majority, I think, were FBI. Like all but two and all the leaders. So they talk about in this article how Give, Send, Go's uh, fundraising has been frozen with political and economic pressure mounting. Windsor Mayor Drew Dilkins announced the city will seek a court injunction to end the occupation. But what are they going to do even with their fancy injunction if these guys don't get off the bridge? Um, Bomb the bridge. I guess they could go one by one and try to arrest every single driver, but then if they can't find a tow truck company that's willing to tow all the trucks off the bridge, I guess they could drive them if they arrest them. They could drop the mask and vaccine mandates for the truckers. Yeah, then they just go home. I think think the truckers don't just want to end their own restrictions. I think they want to see all the restrictions ended. I think this is about ending the, the entire province's covid restrictions Mm. so uh quote the economic harm is not sustainable and must come to an end said the windsor mayor oh well what about the economic harm caused by your restrictions closing businesses Mm -hmm. ending uh careers destroying lives creating suicides drug overdoses through these lockdowns what about all that i watched a video sorry of somebody in the parliament calling trudeau out specifically for that saying uh, at this point, don't you think that we've done enough damage with the lockdowns and that's what the people want to see is the lockdowns ended because it will um, ultimately be better for Canada in general, something like that. You know, I'm obviously paraphrasing and Trudeau literally just acted like he didn't hear any of the facts that guy was uh, mm. laying out for him. And he was just like, yes, uh, the most important thing Canadians can do is get vaccinated. We need Canadian. It was like a oh, robot God. talking. Oh, wow. So, I mean, he doesn't care if you tell him those yeah. things that's all they can say is get vaccinated get vaccinated get vaccinated well guess what get vaccinated you're still gonna get omicron yep so yep. what did you do nothing and you can still spread it throughout this whole entire thing before omicron even came up i think that that's probably why omicron showed up i heard something mm. on the news that there's some new omicron variant that is actually more likely to infect vaccinated people or something like that no isn't that special <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, it's just ridiculous. Uh, And what you did if you got vaccinated was you became an experiment. You decided you were going to, you know, experiment on your body and uh, let these big pharmaceutical manufacturers have access to your uh, your person so they could put something that hasn't really been tested for very long into your veins. See what happens. That's what you did. Which is fine if you want to participate in uh, in medical experiments, yeah. I, more power to you. Your body, your choice. Yeah. In the but U.S. If, sorry, if a cold is worth it to you to do that, I mean, I just don't think that the average person would normally think that way. And um, you shouldn't be able to force that on other people. 
in the U.S. Authorities brace for the possibility, so-called authorities, of the possibility of similar truck-borne protests inspired by the Canadians. And Paris and Belgium government goons have banned road blockades to head off disruptions there, too. Homeland Security in the U.S. said in a bulletin to local and state law enforcement agencies it has received reports that truckers are planning to, quote, potentially block roads in major metropolitan cities in a protest against vaccine mandates and other issues. I I was just thinking the liberals who act like they're I mean, it's mainly liberals. I think I can pretty much say that who act like they're some kind of angel heroes for forcing people at the doors of hospitals to wear masks or they call the security and uh forcing people to get vaccinated and be all being all behind it and feeling like they're heroes for that like they're saving the world mm-hmm. where were they standing up for people who wanted to take experimental cancer drugs and the government told them no i mean i've never seen mm-hmm. th- a big uh movement doing that i mean imagine what these people could change if they actually wanted to change the world and weren't just being uh obedient people who feel like oh they don't have to do any work but they feel good about themselves that's a good point Mm -hmm. that happened to uh to my wife she uh uh there was an experimental treatment that she wanted to take and the doctors said well it would take us six months to get permission to use that treatment and she'll be dead by then so we're not going to bother. Fill out the, they, they didn't even bother to fill out the paperwork. Oh, my God. Right. So thank the FDA for that one. Yep. Yeah. The agency said the convoy could begin in Southern California as early as this weekend, possibly disrupting traffic around the Super Bowl and reach Washington in March in time for the state of the... I'm guessing the Super Bowl's in California? I don't know. I haven't um, paid attention. Uh, I think it depends on who's playing, but I I think it was like in Florida no, it, no, they pick the Super Bowl regardless of who's playing. Oh, so the location just moves around, and then whatever two teams happen to be, they go to there. Well, it shows how much I know about yeah. sports ball. <laughs> right. Hmm. Uh, in time for the State of the Union address. Oh, okay. So that's their plan. They're going to go from the West Coast to D.C. in time for the State of the Union, according to a copy of the bulletin obtained by the Associated Press. The White House said the department is, quote, surging additional staff, unquote, to the Super Bowl just in case. The ban on road blockades in Europe and the threat of prison and heavy fines were likewise prompting, uh, prompted by online chatter calling on drivers to converge on Paris and Brussels over the next few days. The Ambassador Bridge, by the way, is the busiest U.S.-Canadian border crossing of all, carrying 25% of all trade between the two countries. Wow. So they shut down the number one uh, border crossing as part of this protest. So the effects of the blockade have been felt quite rapidly there. According to Ford, its Windsor engine plant reopened Thursday after being shut down Wednesday because of a lack of parts. Okay, so they had to shut down for one day. I mean, that's not, that's yeah. not a big deal. I, I can live with it. The whole although, country had to shut down for two years because yeah. of what they're protesting against. Although they are saying the factory and their assembly plant is operating at a reduced capacity. Uh, their assembly plant located in Oakville, Ontario, near Toronto. So the U.S. government is demanding that the Canadian government uh, crack down on these protesters on the bridge. Meanwhile, they're still sitting there and no one's getting through. There's more coming up here in moments. 603-283-6160. You can join us. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us here. You can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian, Bonnie, and nobody joining you. And, of course, 
you can take control and bring up anything. We have been talking a lot, especially in the last week or so, about the Freedom Convoy in Canada, in Ottawa specifically, but also expanding to some of the key bridges, specifically the Windsor, Ontario, Detroit, uh, Michigan Bridge, which is apparently the number one bridge. It's blockaded right now by truck drivers, and they're not moving. As a result, the Port Huron Bridge, which is a ways a little ways to the north of that, has been the sort of the go-to bridge for drivers that need to get in to Canada from the United States. But simply because that bridge is so popular now, there's a two-hour delay, according to the story at uh, the Associated Press, to get through that bridge. So that's it's been a major choke point, uh, even though. Traffic is moving. It's barely moving uh, in that location. So it's very difficult to get products across the border so, sorry, at this time. So, th- sorry, the trucks aren't stopped? So the the trucks are stopped at the Windsor Bridge. But if you go north up, what's the lake mm-hmm. there? Uh, uh, nobody? Huron, Port Huron, does so say? Port Huron is where the, the other bridge is that is open. I just don't know what the lake Superior is. Superior or something? Just, yeah, I don't oh, have a map in front of me. I figured uh, you lived there. Let's see, Lake Michigan on one side, and I think Lake Superior on the other side. Right, there's guessed. like a there's a river between them, right? That I think. Anyway, um, uh, we can pull up a map at a later point. But Port Huron is north of the Detroit Bridge, and so the Detroit Bridge is the one that's stopped. Hmm. So and they're so, going around, but that even goes that one over is... the Detroit River, right? Hmm. Which, which which connects runs a couple between, of the lakes, right? Uh, yeah, the Detroit River runs between uh, Detroit and uh, Windsor. So then the truckers are going north to the Port Huron Bridge, and they're trying to get across there, but because so many of them the are The truckers who are there, part of the convoy, right? Correct. The oh. ones that are trying to get to, you know, America. get a load up to, to Canada. Those, oh, the oh, ones right. going from the U.S. to Canada, uh, they're having a difficult time. They're trying time. to drop a load in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but because there's an unusual number of them going to a smaller, you know, crossing point, it's essentially choking uh, the traffic and making it difficult for them to get through. Well, they should just join the convoy then. They should. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, some of these drivers are not independent operators, and so therefore... I'm sure they're worried they're going to lose their jobs if they were to join the convoy. I'm really interested to see what the ones in Alaska are doing because, I don't know, they could join the Canadians or they could just do an Alaska-based one. But isn't Alaska really not that bad on mandates, I thought I heard? Um, I would suspect they're not as bad as a lot of the, a lot of the other states just mm-hmm. because, you know, Alaska has a lot of... Um, I mean, they're a very individualist state. I suspect you can't be a bitch and live in Alaska. Not easily. No doubt. <laughs> uh, so you can bring up anything. We're going to go to your phone call. Sarah is on the line in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yeah. I just, I just want to mention that, um, you know, the Canadians have been going to vacation in Havana, Cuba for years. I, I don't know when they started the, that relationship. But it's been going on for a while because uh, remember there was a Canadian hosting your show and he he was was from Canada. And then he said his families were vacationing in Havana. So the hell was a Canadian hosting? Maybe somebody called in. People should vacation in, in Havana. People should go down and see for themselves, you know, what communism gives you, which is starvation. Yeah. And poverty. I'm sure that in the touristy parts you wouldn't be able to see that you'd have to 
venture. They try to that's hide true. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was before. I mean, that's because um, we Americans could go there now. But I'm talking about, the, I mean, the Canadians all were always able to go on vacation like 30 years ago. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yes, that's right. Unfortunately, we can't go um, anymore. We could at one time and really? Trump, uh, yeah, Obama opened it up and then Trump shut it down. That's so nice. that was oh. one of the places where where Trump was very anti-freedom. Hmm. Hmm. Didn't right. close Guantanamo Bay, but closed access to Americans visiting I Cuba. I don't know about that. Uh, nobody. I mean, maybe it's back open again. According to uh, right. just a quick Google search here shows there are there's a nonstop flight available from JetBlue. It's a four hour flight from New York City to Havana. Really, six hundred forty five bucks will get you there. Yeah, I maybe could be wrong. Maybe Biden just reinstated it because I know he went and overturned a lot of things Trump did on like the first day. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really pay attention to According what. According to a December 15th article at ViaHero.com, as an American traveler, all you have to do to travel to Cuba in 2022 is choose one of 11 categories of authorized travel. So you have to plan your trip so it falls into one of these categories. So I guess there's a certain level of bureaucracy. There, is there like one of the levels is just leisure? I'm not sure. I don't oh, see it show you. Uh, the list here right off the bat. But uh, so that yes, it can be done. You might have to fill out an mm. extra form or something like that. But uh, but it is possible. And and I support this. You know, from the perspective of I think that there should be no sanctions. There should be no travel restrictions. Americans mm-hmm. should be free, the rest of the world for that matter, should be free to go wherever they want, to visit whomever they want, and that way we can mix people together all around the planet. The people of Cuba can learn about the wealth of America, they can get into business with Americans, they can buy things from Americans, and and that is the thing that truly brings people out of poverty, to be able to engage in free trade. I would really like to know if anybody out there listening knows of like any really good websites for just connecting with pe- people from other countries that isn't heavily monitored or you heavily like awful. Facebook like, or something? Well, something, yeah, something better than that. Right. Because I just want to know, like, I really want to know what the average Ukrainian is thinking about what's going on right now. Like, if they're mm. like, America, like, don't come save us from Russia, we're fine, or what? Because I don't know what they're thinking. You only hear what the government wants. The government of Ukraine or the government of Russia or the government, and all they hear is what the government of the United States is saying. They don't know what we're saying. You know what I mean? Um, I right, just... And then you, and then also, you never hear about the Communist Party that wants communism of Ukraine. All you hear about is all the people that don't want the Russians. I mean, that could There's be true, communists Sarah. in all of the countries nearby, Poland, that are still communists. They want communism back. I don't think Poland they... is a communist uh, country. Well, uh, what no. Sarah's basic idea is, it's like kind of on the same idea as me, though. Like, if, if the average Ukrainian actually wants to be part of Russia, how am I supposed to know that? All I know is what Biden and... Or the, ma- or the mainstream media tells you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't really think that they're all wanting to be communists, because who wants that? But. So I do have the list here, according to ViaHero.com. According to the story, as of June 5th, 2019, you can no longer go to Cuba on a guided group tour, for whatever reason, or take a cruise to Cuba, but you can travel independently under 11 categories. There used to be 12, but they are eliminated. Uh, the one they eliminated was educational activities by persons at an academic institution. But if you can do it under the other 11, which include support for the Cuban people, 
professional research, religious activities, visiting family, journalistic activities, humanitarian projects, or to provide support to the Cuban people, which is the first one. Weird. Official business for the U.S. government, foreign governments, and other governmental organizations. Public performance, authorization to provide travel services, and activities of private foundations, research, or educational institutes. They say the most popular choice is support for the Cuban people. So it sounds like Trump just made it harder. Maybe it was okay, Trump. So my, my whole point well, was that, remember, 2019 remember I said that oh, yeah, right. there's a, a large communist party in Canada. It, it, it still might be capitalist country, but there's a, a communist influence in Canada. And that, that Trudeau was down there in the 1970s, and he was a politician. Trudeau family, That's right. like you were saying. And then also, and he's a communist. There was also, and he is a communist, like, you're, like I was speculating. Yeah, so basically so, the communists are in charge of Canada. Uh, so why don't you move to Canada? Have you considered a migration up there? Well, the thing about it is that my, look, that's not the whole point. I'm here and I have an important job to educate people about <laughs> communism around the world. And the thing is that Canada has, look, I can understand. Leading. Why do you have to impose your philosophy on everybody? Why do you have to force hmm everybody to live your way when there are already countries that live your way well the is is that if people knew what communism was like welfare medicaid medicare disability like i'm on well that's not an answer to this not what communism is communism is a situation where the government takes over the entire economy and instead of being able to choose your job you're forced into a job and if you don't want the job they give you they put you in in re-education camps or the gulag so maybe somebody should educate you as to what communism really is great point thank you for the call sarah the number here is 603-283- 6160 and notice she didn't answer his question either uh the numbers yeah she never does 603-283-6160 hour three is on the way you can join us here on free talk live free talk live Free Talk Live, phone numbers here, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's not all about the protests, though, although the Freedom Convoy is certainly the most exciting thing happening out there right now as far as freedom is concerned. I love it. Oh, sorry about that, nobody. Let's try you now. Go ahead. It really is. Yeah, so we've been following it pretty closely here. By the way, with you tonight, it is Ian. It's Bonnie. And nobody. But let's get into something, because the Freedom Convoy is mostly good news, although the government goons are targeting them with violence and threats and bank freezes and things like that. But let's get into some of the bad news. And, of course, the bad news, and it's not really surprising, but you got to know about it. That is, even now, the government gang themselves are admitting that their inflation has hit at least 7.5%. And that, by the way, according to the mainstream media articles on this, is the highest level in 40 years. The last time it was the government number was at this number was back in 1982, four decades ago. And there's a really effective meme about this. Um, And I say effective because it just keeps growing where there's... um 
man, I forget exactly what is on the meme now, but it says something about like, oh yeah, when you get a paycheck increase of 3%, but inflation is at, and it it started off like 3.5%. Now they just take that meme, put a little scratch through it and put 4%, (laughs) scratch through it. Now I saw the one for 7.5%. Yeah. And when's uh, your next pay raise going to be? Not tomorrow, probably. Not nope. next month. Yeah, six months to a year. Yeah, and it is something. probably not going to be 3% then either. And remember, this is the official government uh, CPI, Consumer Price Index, which we know they don't include everything in on purpose. So we They don't know- include the price of food. Is yeah. that right? Food's not in that or one? Or maybe not, they not a lot of They don't include food? I think they do include food. Do they? Yeah, they do. It says here that, that, it, uh, that it does. All food, or is, is it like picky because i know we've talked about this before and looked into it on the show yeah offhand i don't recall but there are some things that are not factored in there i think real estate is one of them yeah housing is something they don't include wow that's not necessary we don't need to include that so so Hmm. that's why i'm saying like what's the actual level of inflation good question some people say they printed in 2020 and 2021 as much as 25 to 40 percent of the total number of dollars in circulation just depends on who you hear reporting on it but whatever it is it was a lot and continues to be they could keep printing they just hit 30 trillion dollars uh debt just what earlier this week i think it was 30 trillion right 30 trillion and it was 29 trillion i believe hit 29 trillion in december so it's up another trillion and you know two months that's insane mm-hmm. trillion here trillion there pretty soon you're talking about real, <laughs> real money, money. <laughs> <laughs> so according to the what guardian is, what is that it's just a joke it's a song or i don't know what it no is. It's, it's a it's Something a people quote say. um i can't remember who said it first but i think he was talking in billions not trillions right mm, but you're not talking sound money You're definitely not talking sound money. Inflation in the U.S. climbed to its highest level in 40 years in January. Prices rising 7.5% from a year ago. Well, what is it from two years ago? Just curious. They always talk about how much it was from a year ago. But, you know, this whole COVID thing's been two years now. So what would it be if we looked at it from 2020, I wonder? Anyway, the rise I'd like to know. Yeah, in the consumer price index survey which measures the cost of a variety of goods was the largest since February of 1982. The CPI rose 0.6% just from December, higher than expected but still down, they claim, from October when inflation rose 0.9% on a monthly basis. That's not down. <laughs> just for people, you know, for people that have a tough time understanding basic math, uh Going up month over month is not going down. What they're saying is down is the number of percentage Mm. that it has gone up from month to month. So the increment is down, but it's only going up. (laughs) Right. Wow, that is so sneaky. Inflation in America has been driven higher, they claim, by soaring demand and a lack of supply. No, that is not what inflation (laughs) is. Inflation is the increase in the money supply. That's it. And that's all. Prices go up for different reasons. Supply and demand is a factor in prices, but so is the money supply. In fact, it's a big factor. When you print trillions of dollars and you put them out into the economy, which is what they've been doing and what they did before COVID, mind you, but they've done it in overdrive in in recent years. Mm -hmm. When you print trillions of dollars, that means economically you have more dollars chasing around in theory, the same amount of goods. Now, if the amount of goods is actually going down, then that means the prices will go up even more. 
Mm-hmm. Like if the supply chain issues are real, and they certainly seem to be real, with over a hundred cargo ships sitting in the ocean, the Pacific Ocean, off the the ports of uh, Los Angeles, then you've got some serious supply chain issues. You don't have enough tr- uh, truck drivers on a good day to pick up those cargo loads. So, you know, there's definitely some supply issues, but all of that's been created by the state and the lockdowns and the restrictions and the mandates. And these truckers are just saying, you know what, before these protests even happen, a lot of the truck drivers said, I'm just going to retire. Why? why, why, I'm not going to get a vaccine or get a job that doesn't make you or whatever. Or there's there's also uh, California, which specifies that certain trucks can't even come into the state. What do you mean? Yeah. There's some sort of a state law that says if you have an older truck, mm-hmm. you aren't qualified to drive in California. They have all kinds of reasons you can't come into California. I remember when I went there with my family when I was in high school to go visit my grandma. Um, we drove there from Utah. Mm-hmm. They stopped us at the border and asked, like, do you have this aboard? Do you have this board? They, Asking some, about plants, Yeah, right? some type of, like, yeah. uh, vines fruits. and uh, ferns or mm-hmm. something like that and different fruits. Yeah, yep. so, I That's mean, a California that was so thing. weird. I don't think that exists in most uh, most other states. I think it's really pretty much California. That we does were just that. like, uh, yeah. nope, we're not. We don't have any ferns on board. Did they search you? No, they just okay. asked. But, they can. The uh, thing I hated about California was every single building has this big sign on it that says there are chemicals in use in this building that are known to the state of California to be <laughs> carcinogens. Ian was just and, saying that the other day to our friend who's going there. Yeah, yeah. I, I said, keep an eye out because you're going to see these things everywhere. No, he said, because everything in California can give you cancer. Right. So she was like, what? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah the it's... only safe option apparently is to leave California <laughs> because uh, everything in California gives you cancer. Yeah, and it's not just on the buildings. It's on like every product that they sell. There's a warning about cancer. I mean, it's just, it's everywhere. My friend brought yeah. me cigarettes from France when she went to Germany and mm-hmm. back because she was from there, and we both smoked cigarettes at the time, and they had a picture of a dying lady on them, mm. and they said, this will happen to you if you continue to smoke this product. They have something. those in Canada, too, where in you French. get like a, a pack of cigarettes, and it's got a picture of a black lung Or like a, it. they have babies, apparently, on some of them. Yeah. Like, uh, it's really graphic and terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, they wow. actually, when I went to Canada, the one time I've actually been to Canada, back before I got uh, you know arrested for civil disobedience, I was actually allowed in uh, to Canada at that time, and we went to a convenience store, and in Canada, you have to pick your cigarettes from like uh, a three-ring binder, because they don't actually have them on display. Hmm. So you say, I want to buy a pack of cigarettes, dude gets out a three, you know, presuming you don't know what their selection is because you can't see them, mm-hmm. right? So he gets out the three ring binder and you go, okay, I want this, you know, Marlboro Reds or, or whatever. And then they have to go in to wherever they, they keep these things, pull them out from behind the, you know, the shelf that you can't see behind. Man, and- I'm trying to think like if a law like that passed in our state, we would have to do so much crap to our store. Sorry, at the Mighty Moose Mart on Route 101. Mm-hmm. In Keene. In Keene. Uh, that's just like so rude to make business owners yeah. have to do. I mean, I guess it would be doable just like spray paint our things black or something, but Yeah, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Uh hmm. and the the other thing was they had beer and I think it was a beer wine stores. You couldn't get beer at a convenience store. You had to go to the state like here in New Hampshire we have state liquor stores. Hmm. But and that's bad. 
but mm-hmm. you can at least go to a grocery store or a convenience store and you can still get a can of beer or, you know, a, a box of a wine, wine or, or whatever, right? But the, you can't do that, at least in uh, Toronto. I don't know about the other provinces. But you can Maybe get it's different. glass roses and shore boys. <laughs> <laughs> the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And you can take control of the airwaves here. we got more about the inflation situation. Plus, the federal government is going to make inflation even easier if they go forward with their plans to release their own digital money. It's coming up. This is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open. If you want to join us, you can do that. Number 603-283-6160. We want to say thanks to a couple of our Free Talk Live amps. Craig Thomas and Elliot Axelman. Thank you, guys. They're both silver-level amps. Amps is our new Patreon program that allows you to contribute as little as 5 bucks a month, which is what both Craig and Elliot are doing. So thank you. Definitely appreciate the support. And you can join us over at amps.freetalklive.com. It's Ian, Bonnie, and nobody in the studio tonight, by the way. Ampsamps.freetalklive.com. You get some uh, cool perks for doing that. So definitely appreciate everybody who perks. helps us out. Yeah, perks. Per- <laughs> perquisites, nobody. Perquisites. Perquisites. Oh, oh not Percocets. No. I okay. didn't know perquisites was the full word. I just thought it was perks. Yeah, I didn't know that until a few years ago. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's a cool word. I've never heard that. Uh, so we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts, and let's start out with Mark. He's listening in West Virginia. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just wondering, uh, you know, the truckers uh, situation, and they were saying they you know, going to be at the Super Bowl. So I was just wondering if any of the football players were going to, like, take a knee, you know, for the uh, <laughs> truckers. That uh, would be pretty awesome if they did. Yeah. But you know what they say? They said, uh, oh, it's cool. You can protest. You know, get your trucks out. Fine. But if you infringe on anybody else, uh, you know, we're going to, you know, arrest you, throw, you know, throw away the key. Who said and that? It, the American like, government? Uh, yeah. Hmm. But it's like uh, you guys can't do it. You know, that's our job. You know, we yeah. got to <laughs> shut your uh, businesses down. You got to wear this and you got to take this, you know. That's our job. That's not your job to shut down some of places, you know. Yeah, that's and, what they've basically been saying in Canada this whole time since the convoy started. Yeah. So I, I thought it was, uh, yeah, pretty hilarious. Oh, yeah, they had a uh, uh, security threat, you know, that there would be uh, truckers at the game, you know. Uh, right. Get uh, out Homeland yeah. Security. Call in there. the... <laughs> call, State of emergency. Right. Call in the, uh, the, uh, the reinforcements. We got truckers showing up, and they're gonna, you know, hang hang around. I hope that the tow trucks in America slash the military in America will refuse to, uh, you know, go after any trucker convoys that might happen here because that's what they're doing in Canada, and I would hate to see Canada look more freedom oriented. It's than hard America. for me to believe that the American military would refuse to follow orders I know, to arrest I don't, these truckers or whatever. But I've never heard of that ever happening. I, I mentioned that on a show recently. I was like. I don't remember a time where the government, I mean, the military ever told the government, yeah, we're not going to go after those guys. Well, that's, that's the their thing. First They're not right. supposed to use the military for policing. There's mm-hmm. a thing in the in the United States, and I don't know if I, maybe Canada doesn't have it. Uh, the military is prohibited by, and now the words are escaping me. Posse comitatus. Posse comitatus uh, that, you know, 
I mean, if they violate it, what are they going to do? Arrest themselves? So I, I think that at some point you'll probably see them violate mm-hmm. posse comitatus, but generally they have avoided using the uh, the U.S. military. However, they will use the National Guard uh, in policing action. So if you remember when the Biden uh, inauguration happened, they brought in thousands mm-hmm. of National Guard troops to occupy the streets of Washington, D.C. because they expected that there was going to be, you know, a, a repeat of January 6th or, or whatever. they're using National Guard's members for substitute teachers now. Right, or working in hospitals in some states <laughs> or whatever. Mark, anything else you want to share about your thoughts with the, the trucker convoy? Well, the thing, too, that was coming up, you know, uh, you said uh, about the Jan 6 thing. So we, we knew we got the picture of the guy that uh, supposedly, you know, put uh, pipe bombs at the DNC, right? Okay. Uh, they also got a picture of him on his cell phone. You know, uh, that's the most secure place in the world. Okay. Uh, the FBI says, oh, well, we can't find this guy. You know, I mean, everybody's trying to, all these hours going into everybody involved, but uh, oh, well, we can't find the dude, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with this story. Who was the guy with the, with the pipe bombs? Okay, they got a picture of the guy, you know, supposedly uh, placed uh, pipe bombs at the DNC on January uh, 5th or 6th. So they oh, I hadn't heard about, I hadn't heard about a, that. Was that. So the DNC, yeah, is got, that in D.C.? Yeah, the uh, yeah in D.C. there. Okay. Democratic you know, National Committee or something? Okay. Convention? Yeah, yeah well, they're investigating this. Oh, they care less about this thing. Uh, but the problem, is, what, what I'm getting at is they got a picture of him on the sit with the cell phone. Yeah. So... Uh, why can't you track, you know, geotrack that cell phone? That's because he was uh, a fe- he's probably a federal agent talking to his federal right? handler, and that's why they quote-unquote can't find him, because he's, you know, he's one of them. Wow. How come I haven't heard about this pop- pipe bomb? I just Googled it. None of the national media wants to talk about it. Why? They, they want to get so everybody weird. involved, but they don't want to talk about the most serious thing. Here's a pipe bomb, you know? Yeah. yeah I mean, there's I mean, they fingerprints were... on the bomb. Yeah, right. We don't know what it is, right? There must be something yeah. fishy. You're so right. Because if some random uh, Republican male from, you know, uh, yeah. rural Virginia went and tried to bomb the DNC, it would be all over the news every day. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's amazing the things they ignore. The cell phone at the uh, event, but then they can't find this guy, mm-hmm. you know, with a cell phone. And it's always, he's a professional probably, you know, right? Okay, well, if he's so professional, why didn't it go off, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Great yeah. And it works out perfectly. The Secret Service is guarding uh, the vice president-to-be, right? Uh, she was over there, and they're the one that found it, but uh, the FBI has to investigate, not Secret Service. Uh, yeah, you know. when I just Googled <laughs> DNC pipe bomb, the main things that popped up were Kamala Harris drove within yards of the pipe bomb. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, hmm. why isn't that on the news every day? It's weird. Thank you, Mark, for the call yeah. tonight. I appreciate the, uh, the thoughts. Thank you. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Given how many FBI plots there have been that have been revealed to us Mm -hmm. as FBI plots. The Gretchen Whitmer uh, thing that you mentioned earlier, nobody, where they were going to abduct her. Guess who was behind that? Uh, All 24 FBI agents? I don't know how many, but there were a lot of them. And uh, and then, of course, all, almost all of the quote-unquote terror strikes that were intervened in in the last two decades in the United States were set up, created from, you know, the, the letter A, from the word go, by the FBI. They found a patsy, they found a dupe, some sucker that wasn't part of the FBI who was easily manipulated 
And the FBI gave him the bomb, the, the fake bomb or whatever. They gave him the van. They gave him some money. They gave him a hotel room if he needed a hotel room. They gave him everything. They encouraged him to do it. They radicalized him. Like which one? Like, can you name an example of which Every bombing one they of did them. that? Even like uh, Except the, for the Boston marathon. marathon? Except oh. for the Because oh. they didn't catch that one, right? Like mm. that one actually happened. Mm. It's the ones they. It's the ones they catch. The ones mm. they catch. Or all the ones they started. Look, yeah. we saved you from this bombing. We almost orchestrated. Yeah, that's right. FBI foils. FBI terror plot. Every mm. time. Every time. Like I remember, it was like five or six years ago. The news story was that this had happened over two hundred times up until that point. Yep. In 15 years. So now it's been 20 years. So you can better believe it's been another 100 times. You don't always hear about it. It doesn't always make national news. But every time you see terror plot for terrorist suspect arrested, all this stuff, you start digging into the story, you pull up the indictment, actually read the indictment. They start talking about undercover agents. They start talking about, oh, well, we, we were going to provide the bombs. We were going to provide everything from top to bottom. Why do people keep funding these people and acting like this because is some kind get, of necessary thing? If you don't fund the, the federal government, they put you in prison. It's true. Why else Not, do people pay They can't pay put taxes? us all in prison. That's true. But who's going to go first? Uh, most people aren't willing to put to take a risk. They understand. They disagree that these things are... They, they think these things are evil. They disagree with them. But they don't want to fight evil because, well, evil's got it's cages. Dangerous. Yeah, they've got cages and sadists. Free Talk Live, and the phones are open. If you want to join us here, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We've been talking about inflation at a uh, what is in the last 40 years a record level. Uh, it has not been this high since February of 1982. At 7.5% January compared to prices just one year ago. And that is what the government gang is admitting. That's their highly manipulated consumer price index. What's the actual rate of inflation? Good question. Uh, We're going to go back to your calls and thoughts, though. You can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Let's go first to, uh, let's see, we got Jeff calling from New Hampshire. Jeff uh, calling out on the seacoast. What's on your mind tonight, Jeff? Hey, Ian. Thanks for having me on. Sure. Is uh, nobody nobody in the studio right tonight? Nobody is in the studio tonight. He's back on the air on Free Talk Live. Nobody's here. I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. Welcome back, nobody. Thanks. Hey, man, what county were you in real quick? What? What county? What, yeah, what county jail? Weren't they holding you for a while in county? Oh, in you know, I don't know. Merrimack. It was the one in, uh, oh, the one in Concord. Yeah, it was oh, Merrimack. Okay. okay, the reason for my call, Ian, was uh, I don't know if you guys know a lot about the right to know law when it comes to getting information out of, like, cities or towns. Municip- I do, yeah. I filed my, uh, my share of right to know requests. In New Hampshire, oh. they're called 91A because that's the code, uh, the statute under which exists right to know. Okay, I got a quick question for you. Sure. If somebody was employed by a local police department in the evidence locker, a civilian, not a police department employee, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, wouldn't you have the right to know uh, the dates of employment for that individual under one of those forms? 
Well, I can't give you legal advice, but I would say that uh, there's the possibility. I know that some information about uh, government employees is public. So, for instance, the amount of money that the employees are being paid in the various different positions, that information should be public. They can't give you, like, their home address, from what I understand. So there's certain, quote-unquote, privacy protections where they can refuse to give information. What were you going to say, Bonnie? I always hear them... um the prosecutor, if a cop is ever a witness, they always ask the cop, so how long have you been employed? Where mm-hmm. are you employed? What date did you start with that police uh, agency? Right. So maybe, I mean, if they won't just give it to you through 91A, maybe you can you can go find the transcript of somewhere they've testified against some drug dealer and find it. Hmm. Are yeah, you well, saying well, that, well, you've well, tried this and they've denied it? Is that why you're asking? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Is mm-hmm. uh, this is a civilian working in an evidence mm-hmm. locker? He's no longer no longer there. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to know the dates of employment for this individual, and I got a letter back from the city attorney, basically saying they're not going to give it to me. Mm-hmm. And and he cited an RSA, which I don't have in front of me. Yeah. But it's more along discipline and test scores, and it doesn't say one thing about dates of employment in there. Wow. Uh, uh, my guess is you can appeal that to a court, but I've never actually had to appeal. Uh, well, no, there was one time where I did go to court on a right to know request when uh, when I requested the video footage of the man who set himself on fire outside of the courthouse here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire. Did the, you get it? The city took me to court on that one, uh, I think. It's been so long. Wow. It's been a decade since that happened. I don't remember if it was me that filed the appeal or or they it must have been me anyway they know they did not give it to me they said oh well it would upset the family too much so therefore you can't have it did they ask them yes there, there were some family members that were in the in mm. the court um which in my opinion is a ridiculous uh you know statement and uh i, I should have had access to that because you're a journalist not because you're just some random freak i think anyone should have access to it if it's if it's you know something that happened in a government place and they've got footage then anyone who wants to should have access and anyone can be a journalist these days including freaks if that's what they want to do um but uh jeff i that's what i would say i would look into the 91a and and see what sort of appealable functions there are maybe it's a simple appeal to the supreme court or the uh, superior court and just try to take it up the line odds are good you won't have to pay a filing fee because it might be like a mandatory appeal but i'm completely speculating and that's what i would look into if i were you okay beautiful good luck man thanks for the call tonight i appreciate it uh let's talk to will he is in texas will you're on free talk live with ian bonnie and nobody well first of all welcome back nobody thanks free the crypto free the crypto six you guys thank you will thank you yeah, I hope they do. Okay. Yes. So uh, I got, I'm 46. I just turned 46 a couple of days ago. Happy birthday. And, uh, thank you. <laughs> so I uh, I caught COVID in July last year. I spent like 18 days in the hospital, if I remember mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and like three days in rehab. And the rehab really wasn't rehab, but that's what I called it. Uh, anyway, I wasn't vaccinated. I was about to get vaccinated i have since been court, sort of forced to get vaccinated mm. and uh and i'm not, i'm still out about it my mother is 65 which she's not very old but she's very not healthy she's probably as healthy as an 88 year old or something mm. well okay. she's probably not as healthy as the guy that that works at the 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 place you know, have the porcupine feeding pit or or the uh pork fest <clears throat> 
Oh. That guy's he's probably healthier than her. The old man that runs. You talking about Crosby? Yeah, he's in good shape for an eighty-six-year-old or however the hell old he is. He's really old. But what about what about your mom? I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Okay. So well, she lived through and didn't didn't have to go to the hospital or anything. Okay. okay? And the one thing I was forty, you know, I was forty-five at the time. I am overweight. I, I'm a little over five foot nine, and I weigh about forty. So I'm definitely overweight. And so you, weigh about, you weigh about 40? No, it, it cut two out. Four, no, 240. 240, 240. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I figured there was another number in front legs. of it. I just didn't know which Kilos one. Kilos or something. All right, go yeah, ahead. I'm missing some, legs, missing some legs and arms for that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but anyway the, uh, my, uh, you know, my mom, who's got, she's got COPD, and oh. I mean, I keep expecting her to die any day, you know. Oh. She caught me and didn't go to the hospital. Wow. And then, wow. Well, my coworker, one of his uncles, wait, wait, wait. I, you really, might have said this, but I might have missed it. Was your mom vaccinated when she caught it, or no? No, no, she no not. she's not. Okay, and That's she beat not. it. No, okay, yeah, got and it. I didn't say it. So, so anyway, then my coworker, he's got an uncle or elderly uncle who's dying of I don't know cancer. He's in hospice care. Oh, okay, he, he caught COVID, lived through it. Wow, <laughs> you know, in you know, hospice. <laughs> For yeah, listeners that don't know, that's literally on your deathbed. You are in the process of going to die, and this guy survived COVID. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and that's, I mean, you know, like, I, I just feel like this stuff is way overblown. Because I, I was listening to y'all's show yeah. from last night. I, last night, I believe, and you are talking about the COVID dating and all that nonsense. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, you guys. Yeah, it's not a, you, but you do yeah. people who... These scaredy cats, it is they're so just overblown. so pathetic. My whole family yeah. got it, and they all acted, it felt like they had like a cold that was kind of bad for two days, and then right. uh, my dad got pneumonia from it, like excess Ooh. fluid in his lungs, but he was told by the doctors, yeah, but you're going to be fine and heal on your own and go home, and now he's totally fine, wow. and um, he, they're in their 50s, my parents are in their 50s, and uh, yeah, they're not vaccinated, so. So was that the point yeah. of your call, Will, was to just give us some examples of people who were pretty ill but still managed to catch and defeat COVID? Yeah, and, and I'll give you a few there, you know, and there's my best friend, his mom was like 73, and she caught it, and she did go to the hospital, but she lived through it. And, yeah. all. and these are heavy smokers, by the way, my mother oh, wow. and his mother. And, and one last thing I'll say is, that, like, uh, one of the reasons I went to the hospital is I felt so I couldn't break a fever. I couldn't get rid of it, and I was feeling so terrible. The very next day, you know, my first night in the hospital, the very next day I felt better, but I, my oxygen was really low. Mm-hmm. And I really wished that they would have just given me a damn oxygen tank and, and let me go home. I feel like that might have been – I almost wonder if they made it worse with the res, res of beer or whatever that crap From is called. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, I bet they did. I, I texted my dad when I found out that – he was going to the hospital after they got COVID. I was like, do not take remdesivir and do not let them put you on a ventilator. Even if they say mm-hmm. that you have to, just say, no, I'd rather go home. And my mom texted me back, don't worry, Bonnie, we know remdesivir is poisoning people. Right. That's good. Well, why are the doctors doing it? The doctors are giving people remdesivir, which is causing kidney they, failure. Oh, because the government is mandating that they, they use remdesivir instead of ivermectin or the other one. Will, thanks for the call tonight, man. appreciate the stories. Thanks for sharing the number here if you want to join us. 603-283-6160. We got enough time for you here in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up next. 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live. Right now, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And nobody. 
And phones open, uh, as always. You can join us online, by the way, over at freetalklive.com, where we have our social media server. All you have to do to get interactive there is go to social.freetalklive.com. Now, nobody, uh, one of the prescriptions or one of the bail conditions against you that uh, was issued back in September when they let you out after six months of sitting behind bars on victimless so-called crimes involving Bitcoin, which you and I are both uh, facing as part of the Crypto 6. But one of the restrictions was you couldn't post to social media. Wasn't that right? Uh, Yeah. But now that you are able to do Free Talk Live-related things, in theory, shouldn't you be able to post to social.freetalklive.com? I don't know. I suspect you can. Maybe you'd want to confer with your attorneys uh, on that one. I will confer. But take a look over at social.freetalklive.com. You can certainly go there and see what other people are posting up, and you can uh, interact with with other Free Talk Live listeners there, and you have a lot more freedom to speak when you are at social.freetalklive.com. And that's because it is a Mastodon platform, which is an open-source federated system that is self-hosted. Self-hosted means we run the server, not Twitter, not Facebook, not some big tech mega corporation, but Free Talk Live. So head over to social.freetalklive.com. There's apps for phones and operating systems, and you just use your web browser if you want to as well. It's social.freetalklive.com. We go to Joe calling us from Maryland. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Bonnie, and Nobody. Hey, Bonnie. Hi, Nobody. Hi, Ian. Hey. Hey. Hey, um, wanted to walk you back, uh, nobody. You're our favorite on the uh, air and stuff like that. Thanks. Oh, thanks, man. Now, now I, I got a question for you. You guys are really super smart. What what trick did they get you on to cause you all this problem? They arrested us for uh, legal behavior. Yeah. For legal, yeah, like, just to say, clarify, legal behavior. Legal. Yeah. Trick. What was the trick uh, law they got you on? Well, they haven't gotten us yet, right? Like the they yeah, well, they got us the as in they put our they bodies. Re- they they got us as in they took us and removed us from our freedom and put our bodies into jail cells. They got us that way, but they haven't actually gotten a conviction yet because that uh, trial is not set until November of this year. So, okay, and, but what trick law are they trying to get you on? Uh, for me, there's like half a dozen uh, different oh, charges. Oh, almighty. Yeah, including quote-unquote money laundering, operation of a money transmitter, conspiracy to operate, or an unlicensed money transmitter conspiracy on that case. Uh, there's quote-unquote wire fraud. Uh, there's multiple counts of that. And then uh, there's the what they call the kingpin charge of quote-unquote continuing financial, continuing financial crimes enterprise. So I'm facing more charges than nobody, but they held him for six months, and they held me for two-plus months, so 69 days uh, for yeah, me. Yeah, because they fear his brain, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you facing, no, nobody? Is wire fraud guys, I, and money transmitter? Is that pretty much... Uh, conspiracy to operate a money yeah. transmitter, not actually operating one, oh, okay. and, uh, and wire fraud, right. of which I'm accused of defrauding people of nothing. Correct. But what do you call it? Uh, you, you guys have you know, been in jail before and stuff like that. For civil you've disobedience, yes. You, 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 you know, walk close to the line. I can't believe how what, 
were, were these charges like just all of a sudden brought up or were they made up? That's the part I'm trying to say. Well, they're both. I mean, they're all made up uh, because there's right. no actual victims in our case. Right. That's and what a I'm crime is something up. that um, somebody does to another person that is against, a victim. Yeah. Yeah. As a victim. And it seems like it's all of a sudden when somebody smashes in your front windows at six in the morning. So it can seem quite sudden. However, they were working on this case for five years of investigations involving, I don't know how many dozens of agents, how many thousands of pages of reports uh, monitoring us, our every move. I mean, the amount of money they must have spent on this investigation, it must be in the millions of dollars as far as, you know, it's crazy. So there was a long workup going before they decided to actually raid our our houses. And basically the only thing you guys did was uh, start a bank account. Well, I mean, there's a lot involved in helping people with uh, with Bitcoin, but, you know, there were some banks it's, involved it's in this situation. It's all public information, and I actually yeah. think that nobody's not allowed to talk about some of this stuff. Yeah, we're not allowed to talk about the case, but I'm pretty sure that has to do with what's actually happening But it's public, now. and people can go look into it if you're really interested. I just don't think it's a good idea to just keep talking about it like the way that he's talking about it. I don't like the way he's yeah, asking these questions. I see what you're saying. Well, and Bonnie's being extra protective here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just saying you guys, I'm saying you guys got ripped. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what governments do. Yeah, we, we are advocates. Uh, we're advocates and we still are advocates for Bitcoin on national radio. We're advocate, uh, advocating cryptocurrency and freedom. And we're the largest and loudest voice on, on broadcast radio on those issues. And so, of course, they had to take us down. Of course, they have to uh, to target us. And- Normally, when somebody is running a business um, in a way that the government doesn't like, they send them a correspondence. They don't break in their front window or yeah. bust down their door with a tank. Yeah. 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 Well, like I said, I'm praying for you guys every night ever since I found out about that bull crap. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. I appreciate the kind words, and thanks for the call tonight. Uh, yeah, so under the bail conditions, we're not supposed to discuss the case, but I don't think that means that we have to refuse to talk about the allegations the government's making. I mean, they have made public, as you say, these allegations. Anyone can download the indictment. It's out there. I don't know if it's on the Crypto 6 website, but it's certainly on the, the federal government's pacer. Which is a really weird rule. Like, why is it that the government can do all this stuff and then make a rule that you're not allowed to talk about it to people? Like, why I think what is they that? Mean, I think what they mean by that is the reason why they don't let co-defendants communicate, mm. supposedly, is because they don't want them to... I don't know, cook up whatever the defense might be that they would have. Oh, no, the government is coming after people and they might get together to decide their defense. Like, what's wrong with that? Honestly, I don't see what's actually wrong with that. I don't either. It doesn't make any sense to me because they get to cook up their prosecution together. Together for five years. Um, But I, I think that's what they're referring to. Like... And the weird thing about it, Bonnie, is that we can talk to our attorneys and the attorneys can talk to one another to cook up a defense, but we can't talk to each other directly about that. And that's the reason why they're prohibiting us from talking with Mark Edgington, who's our, or Mark Edge, our co-host here on Free Talk Live, uh, one of the founding co-hosts of the show. They won't let us talk to him because he may be called as a witness. And I think the idea there is, and the same thing's true of Melanie, uh, one of our other previous co-hosts who's not on the air simply because we can't talk to her, um, because she may be called as a witness, 
Daryl Perry may be called as a witness. There's this whole list of people. Chris Reitman. And imagine if uh, they never called like Melanie as a witness. That would be so sad. Yeah. Like I mean, I, I mean, I don't want them to at the same time. But because I think the I- just don't want to inconvenience. Yeah. Life, and I but. think the idea there is, oh well, you're not allowed to intimidate the witnesses, so we're not allowed to talk to them because we might threaten them or something. I Even think though that's they've been the watching idea. us for five or us, well, you guys for five years and know that we don't advocate violence and never advocate yeah. violence and. Why would we just start doing it against our own so, friends? Yeah, it's it's really it's really ridiculous. They're so the crazy. They think that we booby trapped our own house. They do. <laughs> they do believe those things. I mean, they're just that they're that afraid. Uh, let's go to David. He's in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, my question originally was going to be about uh, 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 conditions of uh, bail that have uh, conditions of release that have changed for nobody. Hey, nobody. But I want to change that because you discussed. The uh, father who set himself on fire because his yes. children were illegally trafficked by the state of New Hampshire. His name is Tom Apparently. Ball, Thomas Ball. And uh, if people go to freekeen.com and search his name, they'll find what is, I think, as of the last time I checked, the number one most viewed article on Freekeen in history. Wow. As it should be. Mm-hmm. And be, because uh, because you didn't, I wanted to make sure that I got out there. The reason he killed himself was a protest because he was unlawfully separated from his children by the tyrannical government that claims uh, to rule over every aspect of your lives. That's why he killed himself. And he, kill, he didn't just kill himself in private to kill himself. That's he right. killed himself in public to make a public statement. And that would have been my argument when the state refused to give you mm. the video. I would have argued in return his intent yes. was to disturb. His intent was to disturb you with his death yeah. in a fiery His intent was to be seen. Yeah. His intent was absolutely to be to be seen, and I did it's make that argument. Point. I did make that argument in point, in, uh, in court, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it's a, just a tragic situation. My only c- criticism of him is he should have done it inside the courthouse mm-hmm. instead of uh, instead of outside. But uh, thank you, David, for the call tonight. I appreciate it, and it is a sad, sad story. Check him out. Uh, his name was Thomas Ball, B A L L. We'll see you tomorrow. FreeTalkLive.com. <laughs> 